You're listening to the Cyberwire Network, powered by N2K. And now, a word from our sponsor, Zscaler, the leader in cloud security. Cyber attackers are using AI in creative ways to compromise users and breach organizations. In a security landscape where you must fight AI with AI, the best AI protection comes from having the best data. Zscaler has extended its zero-trust architecture with powerful AI engines that are trained and tuned by 500 trillion daily signals. Learn more about Zscaler Zero Trust plus AI to prevent ransomware and AI attacks. Experience your world secured. Visit zscaler.com slash zero trust AI. and welcome to the CyberWire's Research Saturday. I'm Dave Bittner, and this is our weekly conversation with researchers and analysts tracking down the threats and vulnerabilities, solving some of the hard problems of protecting ourselves in a rapidly evolving cyberspace. Thanks for joining us. Billbook does have quite a long history. So that activity we published on in 2018, that concerned Billbug at that time, it was targeting organizations in the communications, um, the geospatial imaging and defense sectors, primarily in Southeast Asia. And that's really a, a hallmark, I would say, of Billbug in general. That's Bridget O'Gorman. She's a senior intelligence analyst at Symantec's Threat Hunter team. The research we're discussing today is titled Billbug, state-sponsored actor targets CERT authority and government agencies in multiple Asian countries. So yeah, when we first published about Billbug in 2018, we were tracking this activity under the name TRIP. However, we subsequently did further investigations into this group. Um, we came to the conclusion that this TRIP, this activity we were referring to as TRIP, and Billbug was really all likely the same group and kind of all likely the same activity. So now we track all this activity under the Billbug name. And in that activity we published about in 2018, Billbug was at that time targeting organizations in the communications, geospatial imaging and defense sectors, primarily in Southeast Asia. And this is really quite typical now of Billbug's activity. Those are sort of hallmarks of its preferred victims. It does primarily go after organizations based in Asia, primarily Southeast Asia, and communications, defense, government. Those are the sectors this group appears to be primarily interested in. Um, and it, its primary motiva- motivation in all these um, instances does appear to be espionage. However, in this 2018 activity, there was a notable discovery in that um, when Billbook had targeted this satellite communications operator and also the, in the geospatial imaging and mapping company, they did show an interest in the operational sides of those companies. Um, they were looking at computers that 
in the satellite communications company, they were targeting computers that were ran the software that monitored and controlled satellites. So there was kind of speculation at that time that there may have been a disruption motivation um, behind that particular campaign as well. Although Billbook primarily is considered to be an espionage actor. In that 2018 campaign as well, we saw the group using a mix of living off the land, dual use tools, as well as custom malware. And that's very much a hallmark of how it operates as well. We see that in all the campaigns we've seen Billbook carry out We've seen them using that mix of Julie's for living off the land tools as well as their own custom malware. Well, let's go through the attack chain together. I mean, how does one find themselves uh, falling victim to this group? Well, it's not always clear how they gain access to um, victim machines initially, but in this particular campaign, this most recent campaign that we saw, there were some indications that the attackers were exploiting public-facing applications to gain initial access to victim networks. And then we did see them in this campaign, as we have seen them in previous campaigns, using multiple dual-use tools, living-off-the-land tools. Um, as we, as I've already said, that's very much a hallmark of their activity. And in this particular campaign, some of the dual-use tools we saw them using were tools we often see being leveraged, I suppose, by uh, malicious actors. You know, we saw them using AdFind. That's a publicly available tool. It can be used to query Active Directory, but we do see it often used by attackers um, to help them map a network. Uh, we also saw them using WinRAR. Again, we often see this used by uh, malicious actors. It can be used to archive or zip up files, for example, prior to exfiltration if you're a malicious actor. And we did also see them using um, Search Util, another very commonly kind of abused tool that we see misused by malicious actors. And that's a Microsoft Windows utility that can be used for various different purposes by malicious actors. It can be used to download files and to install browser root certificates and things like that. So they used all these various um, Julius living off the land tools, as well as deploying their own um, custom malware, which they do now use as well. The IT world used to be simpler. You only had to secure and manage environments that you controlled. Then came new technologies and new ways to work. Now, employees, apps, and networks are everywhere. This means poor visibility, security gaps, and added risk. That's why Cloudflare created the first-ever connectivity cloud. Visit cloudflare.com to protect your business everywhere you do business. And what are the back doors that they're using here and, and what are the capabilities? Yeah, so we saw so we saw in this most recent campaign we saw them using two back doors that we did previously see them using as well in um, the, in the 2019 campaign that they carried out as well. So those back doors are Hanatog um, as well as another back door called Sage I was never 100% sure how to pronounce this one, but Sage Runex. And those were both tools we saw being used previously in the 2019 activity. And that is how we sort of linked, you know, we were able to link all this activity to Billbug basically, um, but was with the usage, by seeing the usage of these tools in both campaigns. And basically the Hanatog is a loader, essentially. 
yeah, a back, the Halitog is a loader and Zaydra Nukes, the Halitog is a custom backdoor and that can give the attacker's basis kind of persistence presence on victim networks. Zaydra Nux then is kind of a, it's fairly resilient backdoor. It can implement multiple forms of communication with the command and control server. It's quite a powerful backdoor in that way. But interestingly, in this particular campaign, in this most recent activity, we saw this analyzed sample that has no hard figured configuration. So it had to be dropped onto the machine by a loader malware such as Hanatog. So that is likely why we see these kind of two tools being used together in this way. Um, so once we see this kind of sample, the payload dropped in the machine, we see it write logs, which are encrypted to a temporary file. We see this encryption key, which is hard coded. And we saw this previously used as well with a previous sample of this malware. So again, we were able to connect that to previous billbug activity. Um, and we saw the structure of the payload once it was downloaded then. We saw it was, um, it was decrypted and kind of it's what it, does, I guess, depends on the command ID once it is downloaded. And it's capable of carrying out various commands. It can execute programs or DLLs or commands. It can steal local files. It can drop files to a specified path, as well as returning a list of currently configured proxies on the machine uh, to the attackers as well. So it can carry out various different um, has various different capabilities, I suppose, basically. And while we don't see data being exfiltrated in this campaign, Billbook is widely regarded as being an espionage actor, so it's most likely that data theft was the motivation in this campaign. And obviously, um, the targets in this campaign as well also point to espionage being the most likely motivation for these attackers as well. And so what are your recommendations for organizations to best protect themselves here? Billbook is quite a sophisticated actor. So it can be, you know, I think the organizations it goes after tends to be, I suppose, highly targeted. They're very interested in specific groups. They're very interested in specific sectors, in specific geographies. So those are kind of the areas that need to be worried about Billbug. But as it's a, I suppose, um, you know, it's a, it's an actor that uses a lot of living off the land tools. It uses a lot of dual use tools. So it's important that organizations have that kind of multi-step security software in place so that they're um, they're watching out for this kind of suspicious activity that it's not just a matter of, you know, detecting the malware. It's finding that suspicious activity, Julius tools being used in an unusual way, um, you know, tools that are already on your computer being used in a non-typical manner. So it's important to have that kind of multi-layer security stack so that you can detect this kind of suspicious activity so you can stop it, I suppose, before the malware is even dropped onto your computer, which is which is key, I think, for these kinds of attacks because Julie's tools, living off the land tools, we see them used so often now by these kind of sophisticated nation-state actors as well as ransomware actors. Our thanks to Bridget O'Gorman from Symantec's Threat Hunter team for joining us. The research is titled Billbug, State-Sponsored Actor Targets Cert Authority and Government Agencies in Multiple Asian Countries. We'll have a link in the show notes. And now, a message from Cyberbit. Mastering cybersecurity is like mastering a sport— You build muscle memory through rigorous practice. Then you train as a team to foster cohesion while operating under pressure. 
Like athletes, cybersecurity professionals thrive on hands-on simulation. But traditional courses, certifications, and open-source labs won't build you a winning team. You need Cyberbit. Cyberbit offers a hyper-realistic simulation environment for your SOC, IR, and C-suite to refine your skills. All using the market-leading SIMs, EDRs, firewalls, and WAFs they use every day. Cyberbit is offering CyberWire listeners a free live-fire exercise. Sign up your team now at cyberbit.com slash cyberwire. The CyberWire's Research Saturday podcast is a production of N2K Networks, proudly produced in Maryland out of the startup studios of Data Tribe, where they're co-building the next generation of cybersecurity teams and technologies. Our amazing CyberWire team is Elliot Peltzman, Trey Hester, Brandon Karp, Eliana White, Peru Prakash, Liz Irvin, Rachel Gelfin, Tim Nodar, Joe Kerrigan, Carol Terrio, Maria Vermatsis, Ben Yellen, Nick Vilecki, Millie Lardy, Gina Johnson, Bennett Moe, Catherine Murphy, Janine Daly, Jim Hoshite, Chris Russell, John Petrick, Jennifer Iben, Rick Howard, Peter Kilpie, Simone Petrella, and I'm Dave Bittner. Thanks for listening. We'll see you back here next week.